thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. Dr. Kelly is currently leading us through a series entitled An Unstoppable Movement. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18 that he would build his church and nothing, not even the gates of hell, would be able to stop it. Here at New Hope, we're experiencing exactly what Jesus so clearly promised about his church. The gospel is spreading. The word of God is being preached all over the world. And God is using his people to advance his unstoppable kingdom in the Carolinas, Kenya, and around the world. So let's dial in as we listen to the Word of God preach from our senior pastor, Dr. Benji Kelly. How we doing? Are we doing okay? Everybody settled in at all the campuses? Got your children occupied? I don't know, how, whatever you need to do in that situation, but we just want to let you be at ease. Guess what? When children are in church, guess what? You're not going to believe this. They make noise. And that's okay. Hey, welcome again to New Hope. We are glad you are here. I shared last week as we kicked off an unstoppable movement series, I shared that one of my favorite topics to speak about anywhere all the time outside of salvation in Jesus Christ is the church of Jesus Christ. I love the church. In my opinion, there is nothing like the church. And I talked about that last week. Nothing like the church when she is hitting on all cylinders, being led by women and men of integrity. God's favor is on the church. There is nothing. I'm telling you, you take the church out of the world and it is lights out. I don't know if you've ever thought about that. Like I know some of you are like jaded and skeptical and you think the church has had bad days. I know it has. I've studied church history. But you take the church out of the world and it is lights out. It is the church that steps in during natural, uh, natural disasters. It is the church that steps in to serve the needy. It is the church when she is hitting on all cylinders. It is the church that saves lost people by the power of the gospel. There is nothing like the church. And so I wanted to just spend a little bit of time talking about that today. And when I say little bit, I really mean little bit. Because you got your kids. <laughs> and you're gonna be you're gonna be preoccupied. But let's go get this today. I gotta go get I gotta go get the TV. Because we don't we don't have any volunteers. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I can't see where I'm going. We good? Good? Okay. So the church, what's our vision, church? Reach, teach, and release. If you were to put that in a sentence format, here it is. Read it with me. Ready? Go. Right here, we exist. Go. We exist to reach people for Christ, teach believers the word of God, and release fully devoted followers and other churches to the glory of God. That's our vision. Last week, by way of review, I did this. Remember, God wants us what? God wants us united. And if you ever see a church that is divided, and we've all seen them, right? You ever seen a church that is split? How many of you have been through a church split? Show of hands at all the campuses. That's what I thought a lot of you. Do you ever see a church that has backstabbing? Do you ever see a church that has politicking? Do you ever see a church that's just mean-spirited and you've got people divided? Listen, that is not God's will. That's Satan. Satan wants the church what? Divided. God wants the church united. Satan wants the church divided. And I talked last week about the fact that without, and I use this analogy, I'm going to use it one more time because I told you I'm finishing the message from last week. Without volunteers, who I called what? The most valuable players. Using a sports metaphor, if you will. The most valuable players in the church 
is not the pastors and the staff. The most valuable players in the church, the secret sauce, according to the word of God. Yes, it's God's spirit. God, God's the author of everything. God, we know that, right? It's God's church. God's doing what he's doing here. But God has always chosen to use people. He's always, he didn't have to. That's just how he set this thing up. And so last week, the very first point I made was this. Most valuable players agree to do anything short of sin to reach people without Christ. Remember that? If you weren't here, listen, you can pick. <laughs> I was about to say you could pick up the message in the resource center. But you can't. Because the resource centers are closed because we don't have any volunteers. You can't, I just realized this too. I'm just kind of discovering this with you as we go through this. You guys didn't get any coffee, did you? Oh, and some of you wait to get your coffee on Sunday when you get here. Some of you are like hacked off right now. I mean, you got that funky thing going on. I know, like I love my coffee. I totally get where you are. Um, please don't throw anything at me. <laughs> remember George Bush? They threw a shoe at him. He went, <laughs> y'all remember that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why my mind just went. He was in some foreign country, man. And old W, old W was up there talking. And that's the most disrespectful thing you can do in that country is throw a shoe in George Whip. And just kept right on talking. Where did all that come from? Anyway, last week I talked about most valuable players, the volunteers of this church and the staff. We will do anything short of sin to reach people for Christ. Like, Anything. Remember my story last week? I told you about bar guy. Bar guy and Bible study guy. Bar guy and Bible study guy in the bathroom. And bar guy starts talking to Bible study guy and about why he's reading the Bible in the bar. Bible study guy goes outside and keeps talking to bar guy, leads him to faith in Christ. And now that person is a servant in the church and born again and life changed and everything. That's, that's what it means. That's, a, that's an illustration of what it means that we're willing to do Anything, church, and when I say anything, like I mean anything short of sin to reach people for Christ. You might remember this. You might remember this. I have become all things by all men so that by all possible means I might save some. This is Paul. That's what Paul's saying. I will do anything to reach people. Here's what I want to talk to you about today real quickly. Most valuable players agree to do what, church? Read this out loud with me, all of our campuses. To do what? To accomplish more with less. I also just realized this. The campuses, what your experience is, is one camera shot. You're like, wow, that thing is static. Where is the dynamic camera operators? They're, they're off today. Again, every, this is just normal. So, that, so now you don't have your coffee. <laughs> and now you're like in 1960 with one camera shot. Anyway, to accomplish more with less. Most valuable players, volunteers, agree to accomplish more with less. Less. Volunteers help us do that. Can I just explain a little bit to you about our staff? Now I'm going to move on really quickly. We have a staff. We have an org chart. And on our org chart, there are basically two areas of our org chart. There is what's called a global leadership team. What's it called, church? Global leadership team. And then there's what's called the extension leadership team. Global leadership team, extension leadership team. Those of you who are business-minded people, those of you who are kind of frugal, you're going to love this. At our church, it's the global leadership team. That's why we call them global. Whatever they do, they produce globally for all of our campuses. So here's what that means if I unpack that for you. Our global children's pastor and her team. They produce children's ministries, not just for central campus, but they produce it for all the other campuses. 
worship, when we do songs or we write songs or we do clicks or we do any of this thing for music and worship or dramas or videos, we produce it once, but it is then cascaded out globally to be used nine different times. Student ministry is the same way. Office, admin, we do that. My point is very simply this. This church had a change in philosophy about five years ago when we started to realize that we can do more with less. And the way we do more with less is by having staff that don't have to do everything at all the campuses. This keeps our staff smaller at the campuses. And it allows the global leaders to pour into the campuses and we stay what? United as a church. One more illustration that will bring light to that. If you go to a big church in America, most big churches, and I'm talking about a big, strong, you know, vibrant, prevailing church. Still today, if you go to those churches, what you will usually find is one service, 10 o'clock service. Or maybe they got two, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock service. And you go to these churches, and they're big churches, remember? And most of those churches, even still today, are in one huge building. One big building. Because you've got to keep building bigger and bigger buildings to house all the people if you're in a growing church. Our philosophy changed, like I said, about five years ago when we decided to go multi-site. And what multi-site allows us to do, just like I just shared the global leaders, multi-site allows us to not build one ginormous building. Which, by the way, if we built a building here at the Durham campus to house all of the New Hopers at all the campuses, that building would be somewhere around 40 to $50 million. Multi-site allows us to decentralize spread that out, raise up volunteers, and we're able to do more with less. Here's the next one. Most valuable players agree to accomplish more together than alone. This is the role of volunteers in the Bible. The Bible says this. Let's read this out loud together, all of our campuses. Ready? One, two, three, go. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Not only do volunteers help us do more with less, like the multi-site model, raising up volunteers in different cities all over the Carolinas and beyond. Volunteers help us accomplish more together than alone. Without you, this church could never be what it is today. Without volunteers serving, and guys, we have right now about 980 volunteers who serve the church. 980. But in our church our size, for a church our size to be healthy, guess what? We need to have about 2,000, maybe even 3,000 volunteers serving. So while we're hitting on most cylinders in most areas of this church, we're only hitting on about half the cylinders in this area of volunteerism. Remember I shared the stat with you last week from the survey? So in a very real sense, the more of you that decide, you know what, I'm not going to be just a spiritual consumer. 
the more of you that start to realize I'm not called by God to just sit here and it be all about me, 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 me. But instead, God is calling me to say yes to his call. And the more of you that move from being spiritual consumers, hello, to faithful contributors, the more of you that do that, the more we are going to be able to do together than we would ever be able to do alone. Look at this verse of scripture. So Christ himself gave the apostles. This is Christ. This is Ephesians. This is the New Testament church. Christ himself gave the apostles. The what church? Prophets. Prophets, The what? Evangelists. The pastors and the teachers. To what? Equip his people. That's you. That's all of you. That's not staff. To equip his people for what? Works of service. Here it is. So that, so that what? The body of Christ may be built up. I love this next part. Until we all reach unity in the faith, in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become what? You see, the more people that get involved in volunteerism, the more people that get off of self and get yourself off of the throne and put Christ on the throne and say yes to him, the more people that do that, the more we become Mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's how important volunteers are. You can't stop a church that is Christ-centered and full of people who love to serve others. You can't do it. You can't. That's why this series is called Unstoppable. You get a church where Christ is the front and center, and you get a church full of people who get off of self and consumerism and on to Christ and say yes to Christ and faithful contributing, and they love to serve. You cannot stop that church. Here's the last thing. Here's the last thing. Most valuable players agree to make a difference. They agree to make a difference. I've been talking about this since Christmas Eve. Remember the glow stick moment, all of our campuses? If you weren't here, all of them, we held up glow sticks at the end, saying silent night. Awesome moment. And I challenge you to look around. And even though this world is dark, even though this ball of dirt that we call planet Earth is spinning out of control and sin is abounding and evil is abounding, I still believe that we can make a difference in the world. Come on now. Do you believe that? I believe. I believe that we can make a difference together. And here's what you need to know because we're moving on from this Sunday. Here's what you need to know. We can't make the difference that God's calling us to make without you in the game. Number one. Number two. You will never be fully fulfilled until you get in the game. Until you let your one and only life count for something of eternal significance. You, like, the place, this is what some of you, you just need to connect this dot right here. If you believe, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian again, we're so glad you're here. Just chill out, man. Come have some peanut butter and jelly or something. Um, If you're a Christian and you believe your life is to make a difference on this world, here's the dot you need to connect. The biblical prescription 
by which you and I are called to make a difference in the world is not the Rotary Club. It's not United Way. And I don't have anything against the Rotary Club or the United Way. It's not serving on your HOA. God bless you. (laughs) The way in which God wants to grow an unstoppable church, allow you to make a difference in the world, to fill that void in your soul, is by serving in His church. That's what God has set out for us from the very beginning. Look at this. Out loud. Come on. Ready? Go. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine... According to his power that is at work within us. To him. To who? To Benji? Heck, to the no. To your campus pastors? No. To who? To Jesus. To Jesus be glory. Where? 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 In the church. church. And in Christ Jesus. Throughout all generations. Forever and ever and ever and ever. What? Amen. We can make a difference. And last week, I talked about the cool fact that in the Bible, the first church was a small church with a big impact. You remember that? Small church with a big impact. And you might, those of you who study church, you might go, well, New Hope, we're a, we're a mega church. And you kind of puff out your, child, your chest and go, oh, i just tell you something, we're, we're not a mega church. I know in the world's eyes or in church studies, they might consider us a mega church. But come on. We're still a small church compared to all the people that still left to reach. Amen. See, I don't, I, don't, I don't puff out my chest when I look at the numbers of New Hope Church. I actually fall on my knees when I look at the numbers of people that are still left out there to reach. Hello. You see the difference? You see the difference? Let us not get prideful and think we're some mega church and start coasting. No, 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 no. We are a small church compared to what God wants to do with us. And the way we do that is we, we realize it's to Him be all the glory to him be all the honor. To him be all the fame. But last week I talked about they were a small church with a big impact. And maybe we're a small church. And I hope we're having a big impact. But we can have so much more of an impact. But you know what I actually realized this week as I was getting ready for this message? Some of you might be here and you might not be getting involved in the game because you don't think you have anything to offer. Like you might be sitting at one of our campuses and you might be realizing I- I'm not good enough. And we've said this from day one. Listen, you are a 10 in something. Our job as a church is to try to help you figure out where you can serve and make a difference. But here's what's really, really cool. When you study this small church with a big impact in the book of Acts, they weren't made up of great special people. They weren't. They weren't changing the world and they were changing the world. They weren't changing the world by extraordinary people. They were changing the world through ordinary people. You might say, where do, you, where do you get that from? Give me a verse. I'm glad you asked. Here, watch this. Salvation is found in no one else. Could preach a whole message right there, but I'm not. Salvation is found in no one else but who, church? Jesus. Oh, I'd like for you to be able to yell that a little more emphatically. We are a Christ-centered church. We believe what the Bible says about salvation. Salvation is found in who? There you go, church. And what? No one else. No one else. Good job. 
For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. I, I love this. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were, what's that word? And what? Unschooled. Ordinary men. They were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. It is not your education or mine. And I love education. I've done a lot of it. It's not your education. It's not your talents. It's not your schooling. It's not, it's not your vocation. It's not your ordinariness. Listen, when God takes his extraordinary and puts it with your ordinary, that's when sparks fly and we raise up an unstoppable movement. So if you feel ordinary, if you feel plain and simple, I just stepped out of the camera. Sorry. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. See, see, see. <laughs> this place will fall apart without volunteers, man. Fall apart. Yeah, honor them again. Honor them again. If you feel ordinary, if you might be unschooled or your education didn't get as far as you wanted it to get, you, beloved, are a perfect candidate for God to use. You are a perfect candidate to say yes to God. I'm in and I'm going to let my life count for something. So what are you going to do? <laughs> That's awesome. For those of you at the campuses, I just had a little child say, say yes. <laughs> this couldn't be any better. Hold on. The Bible says, out of the infants, God has ordained praise. I believe that was God sent. What are you going to do? Little child said, say yes. Adults, I'm serious. I'm serious. Don't get caught in the cutesiness of the moment. What are you going to do? Here's an idea. Why don't you decide now, like right now, if in 2015 you are going to let your life count for something significant or not? Like it's the new year. Like here's an idea. Just decide. If it's no, fine. Just at least say to your God, God, no. I'm not going to serve this year, God. I'm not going to serve your church. I'm going to stay a consumer. But for the love of God, decide right now. At the beginning of 2015, will you let God use your life for something other than paying taxes, paying bills, running here, running there, going to the grocery store, and all of the same 
old minutia. For God's sake, just decide. Here's what I'm asking you. I'm done. Here's what I'm asking you. Will you? Like, I know you don't like when I do this, but some of you love when I do this because you come from traditions. Would you please just, just indulge me? Would you look at the person beside you and just say with an emphasis, he's talking to you. Now, look to the person on the other side, which you didn't like as much. Because for some reason, you didn't turn to that person. <laughs> look at them and say, he's talking to you. <laughs> I hope you campuses are having the fun that we're having here today. Will you partner with me? I'll make it personal. That's why I started this thing 12 years ago. Will you partner with me, us, all the other staff? To reach people for Jesus, teach them the word of God, and release fully devoted followers of Christ. Will you? I hope that wasn't just those who are already serving. <laughs> On your worship sheet, there's a place for you to mark that. That's between you and God. Just decide, am I going to make 2015 count for Christ? And then everybody at all of our campuses, everybody at all of our campuses, reach into the chair pockets, please. Those of you who are on the front should be in the basket in front of you. Everybody reach into the chair pocket and grab this card. In Sanford, Garner, North Raleigh, Columbia, all the campuses. Grab this card. And the three areas that we've been focusing on the last two weeks, because listen, I'm not going to make any bones about it. We believe Sundays is where it's at. Sundays is where it's at. Yeah, we need help in other areas. If you, if you want to serve in the admin, let us know. If you want to be on like a facilities team, let us know. There's, there's places for you. If you want to be a life group leader, group link's coming up. That's, that's a place of service. But what we are focusing on right now during this series is Sundays. Because it all rises and falls on Sundays. Come on, let's just tell it like it is. This is where you bring lost people. This is where guests show up. This is where salvation happens. This is where we reach them. This is where we teach them. This is where we release them back into ministry. This is all about release today. Take that card out. And if you will serve in Hopetown Children's Ministry, 70 people at the central campus alone last week signed up for children's ministry. If you want to know the area where we need a lot of help, it's children's ministry. A lot of help. First contact. You've got to be able to smile. Listen, you've got to like people. Like, if you're going to be out there with the Mickey hands like I was today, and I don't know if the campus pastors did it, you've got to be able to like people. You've got to be able to wave the hands up and really like people, okay? You're going to be a pathfinder in the parking lot or cafe worker, usher or greeter and all these different positions in first contact. It's about people. And then there's worship. You know what worship's about. It's not just stage. It's computers. It's lights. It's cameras. It's backstage. It's... We wanted to make it easy today because we're hoping we have such a response that it's just easier for you to fill out a card. Fill out the card if you're going to say yes. Where are you going to serve? And at the end of the service, at all of our campuses, we are going to have the banners and the stands right back down front. And you're going to come forward, please, sir. Please, ma'am. You're going to come forward and you're going to simply hand them your card. If you don't have a card, they got clipboards. They're going to be able to write your name down too. But the card will make it easier this week. 
What are you going to say? What are you going to do? Will you partner with me? I challenge you. I encourage you. I implore you. To do what? Say yes. Say yes. I don't care how long you've been here. I don't care where you came from. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care where you went to school. I don't care. I don't care the color of your skin. I don't care where or who or what or when or how. I just care that you know God wants to use your life. And until you start letting God use your life, life will never be all that you want it to be anyway. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, can I get an amen? amen. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for this day. We thank you for, God, this biblical call. Father, for the person who's sitting here and, and they're feeling like it's a burden. God, help them understand this is not a burden. This is where abundant life happens. For the person who's worried they're going to get in and we're going to burn them out. God, help them understand. No, 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 no. When the, when the church is working at its best, God, the church has folks who serve once, maybe twice a month. That's it. God, would you stir right now deep in our hearts? And would you give men and women and students the courage at the end of this final song to take that card, bring it forward, hand it to a campus pastor, hand it to me, hand it to any of these staff members at these clipboards. And God, would you take our children's ministry and first contact and Worship, God, would you take it to places that we can't even begin to imagine? Would you use us for your glory, for your honor, for your praise? And in the process, God, would you let us find community and joy and the thrill, the absolute thrill of knowing when we put our heads down at night that you are using us to make the world a better place. We thank you for that, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, please stop by one of our six campuses anytime or visit us online at newhopenc.org. If you have any prayer requests, please send those to prayers at newhopenc.org, and our pastors and staff will stand with you in prayer. We hope you'll join us next week. God bless and thank you for being a part of our church family.